Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. Everyone up. 
Um, this is Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and that is the new single from Luke Potter called So Sugar. I believe that song came out today, and we are live from the UK. Let me bring Luke into the studio, and we are going to talk a lot about that new song and about quite a few other things that just were released, and he just came back from his tour. And I'm trying to bring him into the studio right now, but for some reason... The studio is acting up. Hey, Luke, can you hear me? Hold on a minute there. Um, Let's see if I can unmute him again. I don't know what's going on lately. We've had some technical difficulties with the studio, but I'm going to be bringing him on, and we are going to get this show going. That's such a great song, too. Let's see if we can get him on here. There you are. Okay. Hold on. My studio is freezing up. I don't know what's going on with it. It's so weird. Hold on a minute. Maybe it's going to reset now. So, Luke, you're calling me from the U.K. I don't know what anyone heard or what they didn't hear. Did you hear the song the whole time? I did. I did. It was it was, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? Okay, there. My, re, my studio reset. I'm having some issues with it. Um, okay, so cool. So what I wanted to say to anyone is um, let everyone know that the chat room is open. And also, if you would like to call in and talk to Luke or myself, the phone number is 347, we're in the USA, 347-677-1036, that's the studio number. But Luke is calling me from the UK, and it's what, like 10 o'clock at night there right now? Yes, about 5 past 10. (laughs) Yeah, so tell me, oh gosh, so Luke, welcome to the show, and I want to let everyone know also the show will be on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on Demand. Um, mm. So let's talk about your new song and about your tour that you just came back from and stuff like that. Yeah. So we can let our listeners know a little bit more about you and also give out your website as well. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, today it was the, uh, the the first, I released the first single off of my, uh, my next album, uh, which is called So Sugar. Um, and mm-hmm. So Sugar is the lead the lead song off of the album. And the whole song is sort of about having an undeniable crush for someone and not knowing how to tell them. And, uh, you know, I think that song speaks for itself. It's about a crush, a very big crush. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's the girl uh, that I've just been on traveling around England. Uh, with uh-huh. actually um, a show called Is It Worth It, uh, which actually tours around schools uh, to promote safety online and road safety and using the using the roads safe. And uh, what I do is I play a couple a couple songs for the for the uh, for the kids, and um, it's really great. It's been amazing. Absolutely loved it. Oh, that's amazing. I saw the video, the cute video of you guys, where you guys. Um were on your way somewhere and you thought you were late. Where were you guys going? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. That, that was a that was a crazy morning. That was absolutely funny. crazy morning. And lots of uh, you know, lots of traveling and lots of driving. Uh, lots. Of, so good. Um, so tell me about your latest tour and what you because you um that you were just asked to go on tour out of nowhere. I know when you're. When I got a call about us doing this show, you were asked the very next day you were leaving for, where was it, Iceland? I think, yeah, I went to Sweden. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, I did, um, 
I actually went to Sweden to finish off uh, a song that I had actually written over there uh, with mm-hmm. a lady called Maria Marcus, uh, who was an amazing producer. And we wrote a song together called uh, Do You Love Me, which is sort of um, going to be going towards the, the next the next album, which uh, I'm sort of already working on. Um, but right now, um, I'm just trying to tour as much as possible. Uh, I'm doing sort of like two weeks on and, and two weeks off of tour. And in, in the time that I have off, I'm I'm going to try and just travel as much as possible and just and just record and write and and do as much work as I can, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so yeah, um, apart yeah, from wanna, that, that's wanna, what's going on. Yeah, I want to know um, a little bit more about your introduction to the music industry. How you first you said you um, said. Um, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls was a song that you heard and it made you realize that you wanted to be a songwriter. Completely. Iris is such a great song, yeah. Well, what what amazed me so much about that song is, is just the simplicity of it. It's mm-hmm. it's an amazing, it, it's such a simple thought, um, but Johnny Resnick has, has managed to has managed to say say something that everyone's trying to say in a completely different way, um, and everyone everyone's trying to write love songs and and say you know and sum up this feeling of love and I just think that that is one of the most powerful songs I ever written and that's what made me want to get into writing and I mean obviously there's a lot of things that that got me into really wanting to write but. Hearing their lyrics and the way they use their words and their metaphors, like, just really, really hit home to me. Um, and it's one of those songs, you know, where you're, drive, you're driving in your car and, you know, the song comes on and you think, wow, I need to listen to this song, you know? And, uh, uh-huh. you know, I just started writing soon, soon after I heard that. And, you know, it starts off and some of the first songs you write aren't very good and you work and you work and you work and... They slowly get better and better as time progresses. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of your music, I've listened to some of the things that you've sent me. They're very uplifting and they're very positive. I want to ask you, so you heard the Boo Doll song and that made you decide that you wanted to play music, but what, what um, does your family come from a musical background? Does anybody in your family play music and um uh, my dad was in a band uh, back in his day, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and he had, you know, he he was managed by Simon Cowell back in the day, and you know they don't talk anymore. That was an old thing, and and it, it all, you know, time happens, and it's it's actually very funny because growing up, uh, you know, I'm I'm probably, you know, I don't know what most lads are like, but I I wanted to do something different to what my dad did. Uh, and until I, up until I was about 17, I sort of wanted to go my own way and do my own stuff. And, you know, throughout all those years, I, I there'd been guitars lying around the house that I'd seen. And I'd just been too nervous to really pick it up because it was just a, a daunting idea. And I picked it up and it wasn't long. It, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't take me long to sort of figure out the basics. Um, and once I figured out the basics, I just sort of, I don't know, I thought, wow, maybe I should get some lessons and, and see where it goes from then. The next thing I know, I'm writing my own songs, and I didn't ever expect that to happen. Wow, yeah, see, you know, did you, 
what were you listening to when you were growing up? What kind of music was playing around your house? I was listening to the Beatles, the Monkeys, Oasis, or uh, anything. You know, my mum my mum loves my mum loves like oh, just so many. My my mum was a David Cassidy fan. I I I can't count the amount of music that I've that I've listened to. I've I've listened to S Club Seven, Westlife, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, the lot. You know. Mhm. I love and it. And what, what what did you resonate more towards, like when you were growing up, like music when you were listening to it? What was playing that you really liked and you wanted to really listen to more of? The Beatles, I I suppose, were really a staple item over there because I know a lot of people really enjoy it. And it's really funny how the Beatles became such an iconic thing. They've we talked about this a while ago. We said that the Beatles went from one one age group to the next to the next and it's like even little kids now know who the Beatles are you know yeah it's amazing and I mean I mean for me when when I was like when I was uh you know 10 11 or 12 you know I I used to listen to songs and I used to I used to love the songs that were the catchiest um I wasn't really you know listening to, to the lyrics or like the meaning behind the songs when I was that that young it was only until I got got into my like late teens like my the 14 15 16s um that I started listening to a lot of punky music uh I was a skateboarder I was I was cool like that <laughs> uh and I started mm-hmm. listening to a lot of punk punk rock and roll and uh I guess you know that mixed with what I hear on the radio these days sort of fuses into what sort of music I'm trying to write and I I try and take little bits out of every single artist that I like and that I look up to and think, how can I incorporate some of that cool stuff and make it into my own stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So me, I'm always thinking about what I can do like to make yeah. things different and stuff like that. Who do you feel has mentored you more? Has your, I know your dad's a big part of your life. Um, yeah. Uh, would you say that he's personally I've, I've had I've had a lot of mentors um you know guys that my dad has worked with there's a guy called George uh he's a very underrated pro- producer who who produced some of some of my very early stuff when I when I first started but if it wasn't you know for, for the for those people and you know it go it goes back to those people who let you have the free studio time because they believe in you and and those type of people that that really push you. And mm-hmm. when I when I was growing up, my dad wanted he just wanted me to be happy, and he just he he loved what I wanted to do. And you know whether that was you know being a doctor or anything, anything, being a teacher, it just so happened that that I got into music, and and that was something that my dad was really good at. So. I think, well, it is still really good at, and I think I got really lucky because I got a great mentor, and he's, uh, and my mum as well, you know, both both of them have taught me, you know, that you have to work hard, and and you have to really put your heart into something if you want it to work, and I owe owe my my work ethic to them. I, I mean, I still think, how can I get better, and what could I do to to make this work even more and 
I th- yeah, I, I guess they're my mentors really. Just just my parents and and the people that have that have just supported and, and been so kind and helped me. Mhm. What was it like doing music when you were in school? Was that like a big thing for you? Did everyone know at school that you were a musician? Uh, not really. Um, I kind of kept to myself in school. Um, as far as music went, you know, I never, I never, cons- I was one of those, I was quite shy in school. I, I I didn't know what I was, what I was going to be good at at that point and what I wasn't. I mean, I, I tried really hard in school, but I struggled with the math side and the, and the science side. And um, so as far as, as music, it was something that I didn't really know that I was going to venture into um, at the mm-hmm. end of it, you know. It, it was more of like a history lesson on music. There wasn't much practical. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. And uh, I went know, straight from actually went straight from school into uh, a, a care a care course at college, uh, uh-huh. which dealt with sort of working with people. Um, and it was only you know a year after I went to college, which I was seventeen when I went to college, that I realised that I wanted to be in music. Um, it took it took a while for me to figure out what I what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think that you though had that influence. I think that reading a lot of your bio and just so everybody knows, it's L U K E P O T T E R music, and um, you have Luke Potter, LukePotterMusic dot com. And today it's really funny. Today of all things. Um, so Sugar came out on YouTube. You have to watch the video, and it's also on his website as well. It's a cute video. Did you have a, f- a lot of fun with, um, doing that video? It was wild. Uh, I mean, for anyone that knows me and my music, um, I've been quite reserved with things that I've done in the past. Um, and I just sort of wanted to just go a bit crazy and have a bit of fun. And I got, <clears throat> I got a few guys to come and, you know, play the band role uh, with me uh, and they seem to be getting a really great reaction um, it was it was awesome we got a, we got a Lynx model uh, which is I know you guys over in America you have Axe don't you which is the uh, the um, not oh, what is it it's the, it's the spray the Axe spray yeah uh huh we have a Lynx spray and she represents she represents Lynx which is Axe uh, in the mm-hmm. in America uh, and I oh, went wow. to school with her, so I managed to get in contact with her, and she came down from London, uh, which is about a three-hour drive from where I am, and we shot a music video in two days, and it, it was a it was a blast. I had so much fun. I bet it looks like you two knew each other. I mean, I could just see there was like a really nice. She's a very pretty girl too. I think it's a really good video, and I and I think it's really fun and. And it shows a really fun side to you. Um, when you um, have been playing your music around town and you've been touring and going here, there, and everywhere, do you have any certain um, situations or um, any moments that you'd like to share with our audience that had reactions to your music, people, and the fans that you met along the way? Yeah, I'm. I am constantly surprised by. I mean. I mean, I I do believe in myself, and you know, as a musician, you kind of it, it's hard because you take things to heart, and everyone's got an opinion, and 
But when I put when I go out on tour and I, and I, I mean for example this time round when I went on tour I I was I was absolutely stunned with the amount of love I got and mm-hmm. I was just blown away by it and I think if you yourself people will you know so, music is subjectory you know you're either some people are going to like your music and some people may not like your music but the amount of love that I got I had people asking for autographs and stuff and you know, for me that that's that's a big deal for me. Like I I love that, and it makes it worth it. You know, getting a letter through the post saying you know your music's helped me through things. That for me is is literally what it's all about. You know, it's about someone listening to a song you've wrote and saying, I've been in that situation before, and I can relate to that. And I personally think that's the strongest that's the strongest part of music is is that you can listen to something and and you can just for three minutes it can take you to a completely different place in your mind and if you can get a reaction from people that's that's priceless yeah you know there's a lot of stories that I usually go along with when you go on tour you just have certain moments that you just hold dear to your heart more than you do other times um I know you've You've done a lot of um, writing. I'm reading here that you did quite a few songs um, on an EP that you haven't released yet with uh, Blue. Blue, yes. Uh, so I, I've been going back and forth to Los Angeles uh, for quite some time mm-hmm. now, um, and I recorded um, I recorded ten songs uh, with Blue Blue McCauley, who was mm-hmm. actually an amazing artist. Uh, Blue is spelt the French way, uh, so it's B L E U, and he's he's incredible. Uh, he, he's he's again one of those people who have mentored me, and you know I've been I've been listening to him since I was since I was ten years old in the car with my dad, and to be recording an album with him is insane. Um, so everyone should definitely check him out. Uh, he's in, he's incredible. Uh, I've been so I recorded the album with him. Uh, and I am now just suddenly starting to put these songs out um, one at a time. Um, trying to pick the songs in my eyes is very difficult, but I'm I'm really really excited about about this new album and getting people to hear it. Yeah, see, I think the also. Um, what are your plans now? Are are you going on tour again, or what's happening? Yeah, well, I think I think of after Christmas, I'm going to be going, you know, sort of doing two weeks of tour and then coming back for a week and then going for another two weeks. So I'm pretty much solidly going to be touring for six months. Um, and, you know, in between the weeks that I have off, I'm going to be traveling to Stockholm and Malmo in um, Sweden to to write more songs for my second album, which I've already got about another 20 songs lined up which I've already written which I'm again really excited about um it's just a, it's just good to go out and get more material and and I've loved going out and doing that are you going to be releasing some more videos with some of these songs that you are just now currently going to put out there for sure um I'm going to I'm sort of trying to test the water at the moment um I put out uh, about a month ago now I put out a song called It's Okay to Dream um which is sort of like a thank you to my uh to my followers for being 
absolutely amazing and supporting me. Um, and I've lit, um, that wasn't a single, however, however, I've just put out So Sugar Today, which is the first single from the album. Um, so I'm going to be right, I'm going to basically be, um, I'm going to be releasing a song probably every couple of months with a video. Oh wow, cool! So that'll be yeah. on your on your website and, and on your link link. You're linking it all up and also on Facebook. Luke's also on yeah. Facebook. Everyone knows about Luke on Facebook. He's on Facebook as well as uh, you're on Twitter and you're on most of the social media sites. Um, what? do you have plans for your next tour? Where are you planning on going, um, do you think? I'm going to be all over England. Um, I've also got um, a very big supporter uh, that in hard rock. Uh, I've been I've been offered the opportunity to do sort of like to tour the uh, hard rock venues around Europe. Oh, really? So that's very cool. Yeah, so I'm sort of really going to be trying to get in to do that. So I'm very, very, very excited about that. Um, but as far as that, I've got that coming up, um, and I've also, I mean, I'm going to continue to sort of, you know, do the school tours and see what people think, and you know, I'll just play as many things, play as many places as I can. Wow, that's really cool. So, um, is your does your family travel with you? Does your dad go with you at all on any of your for a while? Uh, my dad travelled with me, uh, and mm-hmm. now uh, I've actually met a really great friend uh, called Danny, who who was actually um, he he was a he was a fan of my music uh, when I first started, and we've kept in contact for for years because he's been an incredible supporter of mine. Um, and we are now touring together, uh, and he sort of helps me out, you know, with the with the logistical things, so that you know, like I can focus on, you know, like waking up and warming up and all the musical side of things. So he he's been amazing, and he'll probably tour with me. Um, I'm actually travel. He he lives in Wigan, which is about three hours north of where I am. So I'm going to be traveling up there, you know, staying up there for a couple of weeks and then coming back and then going up there for a couple of weeks touring. And it's going to be very, very cool. That's, that's really fun. I want to ask you, um, what would your perfect tour be? Who would you like to tour with? But wow. I, you could tour with anyone. Yeah, I know. That's kind of like you have to really think about that one, huh? Mm. Because it's difficult because it. It's hard matching yourself up with someone who you who you think their fans would really maybe like you and um i tour I tour very acoustic at the moment, so I think mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of them I think uh maybe Boyce avenue yes um I love them i think i I'd love to tour with them you know i I'd love to tour with oh the Google dolls you know five seconds of summer, you know. Those guys, you know, that's that's what I'd love to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be a dream. Yeah, yeah that would be very cool. And you know what I wanted to ask you was, um, if you could have played with, if you could play with anyone, like one single artist right now, alive or not here today and not really here today, who would it be and, and, and why? Who would you want to meet and talk to? I think uh, I think it's gonna have to come back to the Goo Goo Dolls for me. I mean, oh wow, 
Very cool. I mean, I think I think it has to be Johnny Resnick for me because one growing up, you know, I used to listen to his songs and I used to be like, That's what I wanna do, you know, that's that's what I wanna mm-hmm. do and you know, to write a song with him would would make me very happy. How um who is playing with you on your tour right now? Who's playing in the band that you see on your video and stuff? Sorry, what, sorry, what's that, Holly? You're breaking up oh, a I'm tiny sorry. bit. Oh, am I? Oh, goodness. Um, I said, who is playing with you on your video? Who's in your band right now? Oh, right, yeah. So I have my friend Danny, who is also on, who is actually also sort of like my uh, my tour friend who's helping me out. Uh, Danny Sim, uh, and a guy called Joshua Wagstaff, uh, who is a brilliant drummer who lives in the town that I live in. Oh, awesome. And you're in a very small seaside town, aren't you? I am in a very, very small town. <laughs> I know, I know. When I talked to when I talked to the person that called me when we booked uh, this interview before, um <clears throat> I know the town you're in and it's really such a beautiful place to be too because you're on the ocean. Do you spend oh, a lot it's of nice. time? It's very beach? nice. We we Summer? are straight off the Cardiff. I know. I know Cardiff Great. is beautiful. I know. It's lovely. Do you, did you spend much time? Do you get a lot of inspiration from the beach and and the the elements around you? Completely. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing inspiration because it because it comes from it comes from so many places. Um, I think I, I found the more I've travelled, I've been travelling a lot recently, mm-hmm. and. I've always been an adventurous, very adventurous type of person. So I've always wanted to sort of get out and, you know, go to America, go to your, go travel around Europe and all those things. But the one thing that took me off guard was how how safe and and how settled you feel in your home environment. And isn't that true? Oh, that's so true. I remember every time I was don't know in California. Until you leave how important. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time I left California, I was happy. When I was need to go somewhere else, I was always like, I would take a deep breath and I would say, "Oh, I'm back again." You know, California yeah. really holds a very near and dear place in my heart. Um, yeah. So. Are you planning on uh, what you're? What are you working on now? That's gonna that possibly. When do you think the blue album will, that you're working on with blue will be coming out? Do you think that'll be coming out pretty so soon? That, that's coming out on the 18th of November next month. Okay. Uh, so okay. I'm really excited about that, um, and I'm also, you know, already working on the second album. That's awesome. And you are getting a lot of airplay in a lot of different places. I know that a lot of different places and I think it's really cool that you've got the hard rock cafe stuff that you're gonna be doing. Um that is, are yeah, you, I I'm very, very happy about that. Um that's a great which opportunity. Hard rock cafes are you which are hard rock cafes are you gonna be going to? I'm not too sure about that yet. I think I'd probably I'll probably be um probably be travelling by car around Europe. Uh I'll probably come over to Orlando and maybe play in the Orlando one and see how it goes. See how it goes. Vegas Try and do as many as too. I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone is in the chat room by the name of Bubblegum Morchestra. Bubblegum Morchestra. It said, Rock on Luke, great new video and song, and then exclamation oh. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of people listening in the chat room, so I want to say to everyone, if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available again on iTunes afterwards and on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. I'm really hoping that we're coming through clearly. Um, I had a little issue with the studio yesterday. I did a special edition on a show. And um, this Friday we're supposed to be doing a show um, from Iceland with uh, Steve Conti. And um, I'm wondering how that's going to work gonna play out um but you sound like you're like right in the next room to me when i i heard your music i thought i thought it was really great i saw the video this morning and because i remember you were like really excited you were ready to release that you were doing the countdown only a couple more days and then finally it came out and you got really really great um people have liked it a lot now what you're working with um right entertainment group right now Yes, I am. They've been amazing. They've been so supportive. Um, and it it was funny because the situation with those guys is, is I'm I'm actually co-managed uh, by a, a lady called um, Gina Orr, who uh, is is part of Origami, uh, Origami Music. And her uh-huh. and Right Entertainment Group both manage me. Uh, and I actually remember... I was I was at home, you know, in my in my little town, and my mm-hmm. we we I was looking for a manager at the time, and we were sent me my parents who were managing me at the time said, oh, we're going to be sending we're going to be sending lots of emails to people um, and seeing you know if we can what happens. And my mum turned around and said to me, oh, we've sent we've sent a an email to uh, Justin Timberlake's managers um, oh. and. And I remember just turning around and and being like, okay, <laughs> and you know, then the next thing I know, I'm on a plane over to Orlando. So that was a very big surprise for me, and having the support from them just blew my mind. That's pretty cool. So, what was your? Did you get to go to Disneyland when you went to Orlando? Did you ever get? You get to oh, I love Disney. Uh, my, I'm. My parents actually own a, own a condo yeah. there. Oh, they do? Yeah, nice. so I go there quite often to just chill out and just relax and go to Universal and go to Disney and go to the beach, and it's great. I've had a lot of friends of mine recently that have been telling me they've been going to Disneyland and Disney World, that there have been a lot of really cool bands that have been playing there lately. Yeah. Um, They've been telling me um, Smash Mouth just played there the other night, so that was kind of oh, that was kind of great. Trippy. Yeah, you know, and and the thing is, what's the music scene like over in the UK right now? What what seems to be trending? It's sort of, it's it's good. And where I'm from, there's a very good live scene. They they host uh, a lot of a lot of sort of open mic nights where you can just get up with your acoustic yeah. guitar and jam out. They also have lots of sort of evenings where bands come on and, you know, it's just great. It's it's good fun. Um, But I I kind of feel like because because of social media and because of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and the whole, you know, people used to go out to shows and find bands that they really liked. And that's just the way it used to be. Um, Unfortunately, now that's where I'm from. Uh, I don't know what it's like about anywhere else, but there's a, it's sort of dying now. The kind of you know people don't really go out and watch live gigs anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty insane. 
I think I think it's the state of the world right now, Luke. I think a lot of people are afraid to go out. Honestly, are you there? Yeah, it's pretty. It's, pr- it's a pretty crazy world, isn't it? I know. And and the thing is, uh, we have to we have to hold always on to the fact that there you can't stop your artistic flow. You've got to not be afraid and stuff like that because it's. Uh, Sorry, it Holly. I really, uh, I'm struggling to. Uh, to hear you, unfortunately. Can you hear me? Can you hear me okay now? Yeah, that's a lot better. Oh, weird. I don't know what's going on with the studio again. That's very strange. I said, you know, we have to hold on to what we're doing as far as our music and stuff and our art. Um, Completely. I think it's 100%. really important, you know. And I think that a lot of people are afraid, but we can't lose that, you know. We have to stay centered in what we believe in. Um, let's see, we just still have a lot of people in the chat room. So for everyone that tuned in today, I want to say to everyone, thank you so much. And um, end the show today with a song called Crazy Enough. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, well, I was I was in Los Angeles, um, and I uh, went to go see a movie, uh, the Steve Jobs film, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the final line in that film uh, is called The People... It is not as called. Uh, Steve Jobs says at the end that the crazy, the, usually the craziest people in the world are the ones that usually change it. Sometimes you have to be crazy enough to change the world or something. Um, and I went into the studio the day after, and um, it sort of sparked an idea, and it turned into a uh, it turned into a story about a boy and a girl who are just so ultimately in love with each other that that they run away and because they think they're crazy enough to change the world and that's that's the story of crazy enough to change the world <laughs> that's beautiful what a really what a really great story i always like to know the stories behind songs because then you know a little bit more about the person that wrote it and what they were thinking at the time so i want to um say to everyone that tuned in today again um this is red velvet media with Potter and make sure to go check out So Sugar and go to Luke Potter Music and make oh, sure you check thank that you so out. Thank you much, Holly. You're so welcome. And I'm going to end the show with that song. And uh, thank you so much, Luke. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties on this. I hope you could hear me for most of the interview. Yes, I could. Thank you. Honestly, I can't thank you enough for having me on again. Thank you. Oh, you're awesome. We're going to have you on again once you release Blue. Okay. Yes. All right. All right, love, have a really good day, and we're going to end the show with that song. So have a beautiful day, everyone, and make sure to tune in Friday. We'll see if I can. Friday we're going to have Steve Conti on if all works out. And with that, let's end it with uh, Crazy Enough. Thank you, Luke. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening. And tune in again next time.
love gets so behind. 